Greetings, listeners. It is a new night, it is a new week, and it's time to get spoopy and spooky. My name is Kevana, and welcome to a very special Halloween season of the Introvert Social Hour. Hello, hello. Welcome to another Halloween special episode of the Introvert Social Hour to help us kick off the Halloween season of October. Today, we are talking about all the creepy creatures of the Halloween season and how they have been adapted into forms of entertainment like movies, TV shows, and books over time, but also just their original, like, storytelling that folklore the legend so we're going to talk about all those things um you already know we're gonna we're probably gonna put a little um nod to twilight in there for a second mm-hmm. knowing me <laughs> um but as you already know this is the second episode so joining me in all four of the halloween episodes this month are two of my close friends sabrina and nicole so welcome sabrina and nicole again woo 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 hello hello we're like woo <laughs> right woo <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the werewolf shout out. <laughs> um, to get right into this, I want to know. So there's so many, um, so many supernatural creatures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your what are some of your earliest references to different supernatural creatures, such as like vampires and werewolves and witches and maybe some other creatures that aren't as frequently mentioned? Earliest my yep. mind immediately goes to twilight <laughs> oh that's hilarious really okay i mean like as far like as a kid like you had the like halloween idea of those creatures but i feel like the first time it was like really getting into some of the like teen the adaptations of them into mm-hmm. different stories and stuff like that like twilight was a was a defining moment in my life my mom was like I know this is really popular right now. I'm going to read it first and then I'm going to see if it's appropriate for you and your sister to read. Mm-hmm. And that, that that was it. We they were big Twilight stands back in the day. I mean, it is an OG. I, I, I kind of pushed back a little bit further. So mm-hmm. I was a little bit late to the Twilight train. Um, I Fun fact, I, I watched the movies before I read the books and the actual Twilight book was the last one I read out of the... <laughs> out of all the books is very backwards I know um but my first thing I always go that to the OG of it all like I remember having knowledge of Dracula very young mm. um Ooh. yeah like just general like I did like we <laughs> like from even like Sesame Street we have like Count Dracula <laughs> and yeah. things like that um but even just like other small details and stories that we were told um so you know shout out to that story because he, he kind of like started everything and kind of started the story of vampires and everything from there um but yeah I would say Dracula is the the original like the earliest reference yeah. and that just happened in various forms because you know they've they've adapted Dracula into so many different ways at this point yes that is true yeah what about you Sabrina so I mean I think my first like proper, proper introduction to like the supernatural world was Harry Potter. Mm. Or, like to the world of monsters and creatures like that and witches. Okay. It was Harry Potter because I read the first book at the end of first grade. Oh yeah. Um, sure. I was advanced on that part. So, or I also had like a little like book about like, I had lots of little witches books. Um, I always knew about Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That is my name. Mm-hmm. People have been referencing that all the time my whole life 
<laughs> the reason when I was 19, my last Halloween as a teenager, my cousin gave me the idea and I did dress up as a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I feel like for me, werewolves and vampires were always, those and witches, those three were always the big boys, mm-hmm. always. Um, and I've always been very fascinated with witches and werewolves in particular, vampires not so much until I got into my twilight stage, but that came like way later. <laughs> um witchcraft was always a big one again harry potter was foundational for my fantasy in any format but also opening up all of like the magical mythical creature realm um and like oh i also had like a lot of mythology books like there's this mm-hmm. big giant book of mythology that's like illustrated that might be yes. had. and my cousins were too old to read it so she was like here you go when she was taking care of us when i was like probably first second grade as soon as I could read what was in there, I was reading it and I was learning all of the stories. Um, I always liked the sirens. I thought they were really cool, that idea that they could call men and drown them. Um, I thought it was cool. I was like, wow. Let, you're awesome. like goals. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. I'd love to drown a man. Of Ariel. <laughs> you and actually. <laughs> To this day, I love them. Sorry, super cool. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. You did unlock a memory for me. I did have those like mythology books and like fairies, which to me, honestly, I was like not even thinking of them in the like spooky creature realm of mm. fairies. But I don't know if you all read the Spiderwick Chronicles. This, but yeah. I didn't read it, but I've watched it. the movie with Freddie Highmore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that book series and the movie had fey in it that were very like you know the class the classic like little gross little creature fey Mm -hmm. of like violent red caps and like brownies that would sneak into your house and like pull tricks on you and tie your hair to the bedpost and things like that and those sort of fairies rather than the like the a lot of depictions of fey in popular culture now is are these like tolkien like elevated beautiful elfin creatures whereas you we less see the like little gremlin-y type fairies which was Mm. a very uh original like uh, mythology point for me yeah that like classic scottish folktale version of fae as being little Mm -hmm. shits (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, I, I I do eventually want to get to that of like how it, it the original ideas get kind of pulled back and mm-hmm. maybe glamoured a bit over time. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, even Dracula, your mention of Dracula, I'm mm-hmm. actually in the middle of reading Dracula via Dracula Daily because there are because most of Ooh. the story is told through journal entries and letters yeah. it sends you the pieces of the story in chronological order of um like the timestamp on them so it's a little yeah. bit of a different order from the book itself but it's really interesting how some aspects of dracula are like very classic like the three lady vampires the one mm-hmm. blonde and the two brunettes um mm-hmm. the appearance of dracula the way that he's described is so fascinating because you can see like how we got to a lot of the popular depictions of it but he's also described as like a weird little lizard man that like crawls up and down the <laughs> castle yeah i love that <laughs> that is true yeah um i do want to know to like help us like jump in 
I know Sabrina, I, I, you kind of talked about it, but I don't know if it's your favorite. Do y'all have a favorite like creature, like supernatural creature, um, mm. monster? Like just like the, not necessarily like that you'd necessarily want to be, but just like you love the like the stories that go behind it, whether it's like the original, like, um, you know, folk tales that they tell or what the stories that they tell now. Yeah, I don't know if I could pick one. I know, I was like, there's so many. I literally, like, I figured out a way to have an entire quarter of my, like, ELD classes here be monster stories. I had (laughs) to write their own monster stories because I love it so much. So I'm like, I have too many. Um, Like I said, I love werewolves. And Mm -hmm. um, I love, like, how many different kinds of werewolves. I think that's fascinating, the different forms of, like, I also think like werewolves and lichens are very different in today's world, um, Mm. especially with like so many people just writing their own stories with like all of the like writing websites that exist for people to read, like Wattpad type of things and everything like that. Um, (laughs) They become very distinct, Mm -hmm. but like that idea of lycanthropy, what is it really? What does it mean to be a werewolf? Is Mm -hmm. it that you can only turn at the full moon? Is it the really creepy, terrifying version of a werewolf? um mm. that's like spindly like spindly like ugh, like nasty like not very like hairy is it that you turn into a literal wolf like in twilight like if i'm being completely honest the werewolves in twilight are not terrifying in the slightest oh no they're just no. big old not dogs. scary yeah they're big mm-hmm. old dogs like obviously if i were to see a dog that huge a wolf that huge in person i'd be <laughs> done done so mm-hmm. i'd be like okay please leave me alone mm-hmm. but they're not scary to me mm-hmm. but I do think the way that they operate and how like you turn and how like the movies don't do a good job of talking about it but like you don't age they won't age anymore until the cold ones leave so realistically Jacob never has to worry because Renesme is always going to be with her family so he is always mm-hmm. going to be a werewolf so he will never age he's yeah. functionally immortal that's really weird exactly <laughs> yeah so it's like i think that's really fascinating um also i love wolves they're like one of my two favorite animals so mm. they're a big one and then i've always been fascinated by magic so witches are definitely mm. definitely up there and then i've got a yeah. lot of like other like fun things like i just love monster stories just yeah. like in general yeah. like anything you can throw in mm-hmm. um i will just eat it all up especially yeah. because they're not real so it's way yeah. easier to consume than if it were real mm-hmm. true well yeah i werewolves are really i have a special place in my heart i think also because there's so many different versions of it and especially mm-hmm. as i kind of delve into like i've kind of been on a kick of like looking into original folk to- folklore that um mm-hmm. inspires a lot of these stories that started with reading up on like Scottish and Irish fairy folk tales because I was like you know where does this come from and they really just were like little shits and um not the kind of like you know Akatar type like ethereal creatures that you see Mm -hmm. in a lot of popular media Uh, and I like that origin of like a shitty little guy that's gonna pull a trick on you and you better be nice to him or else it's gonna get you um so Faye little shit Faye werewolves and also dragons because Ooh, every dragons. yes because they're mm-hmm. quite fairly universal like so many different cultures have a different had their version of like dragon like figures yeah. and i mean 
I always wonder, like, was this because these different cultures were like, we found this really weird ass giant skull buried in the ground. <laughs> what, what What is that? Well, it has mm-hmm. to be a big lizard creature, therefore dragons. You know, mm-hmm. is it some form of that that means that we get all these different versions of like reinterpretations of big, so, sometimes lizard-like, sometimes not creature that breathes fire and flies and like I like that you can kind of find a version of that in a lot of different cultures yeah mm-hmm. I can't believe I forgot that's what I hit on BuzzFeed questions all the time it's like which one would you yeah. like as a pet I would pick dragon yeah. the mini dragon like a cat-sized dragon Ooh, mm-hmm. no I want to ride a dragon are you kidding me oh. uh, like Game of Thrones yeah. <laughs> I'm not scared of heights I'm just scared of planes so I could go on a dragon <laughs> you just wanted to be able to drive a plane <laughs> yeah. dragon play <laughs> yeah that's funny i I'm later sitting here i can't think and I, I, maybe sabrina knows this i'm trying to think if we read the same thing but what is this i what is the series that brings up dragons that aragorn which one aragorn. oh aragorn sorry. oh no sorry that i was thinking lord of the rings no i'm thinking, thinking sorry rings. yeah i'm thinking like book series because it what books maybe you haven't read it i'm like the minute nicole you said dragons i was like maybe i can i can't even give you plot i know that there's it's not (laughs) akatar right akatar doesn't have a dragon no no it's it's another situation of like different houses and stuff but game of thrones harry potter harry potter did have dragons like you have dragons it's along the lines of akatar but it's not akatar if it pops up i'll I'll, i bring it up but there's a lot of like dragon writing books it has it? dragons in it but it's not specifically about dragons it's dragons and i think also fey as well you catch it, my drift is it the one that i was reading is it the priory of the orange tree that i have not finished no i haven't read <laughs> i was like it's something that i read and i was like oh they're no, bringing in no, dragons no, no. i can't help you oh man okay if i bring it up if i if i find it then i'll share it because for some reason i thought okay you had also read it but it's okay i might have i just don't, can't remember okay that's okay mm-hmm. um but speaking of though let's talk about the impact of like these stories on popular culture um so like let's talk about the influence of not only vampires well werewolves and witches um but all other like supernatural creatures in movies tv shows books we kind of talk about it already um in regards to twilight but i do want to give some mentions to teen wolf oh yeah vampire diaries mm-hmm. we get we get a little bit of everything in vampire diaries we we get all three and then some a little bit mm-hmm. um and then even vampire academy just vampires in that one mm-hmm. um with a little twist of like hit 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 hellhounds right mm-hmm. yeah um what what are some of your notable like ooh yes great great mention of supernatural beings I don't know if I would call it great because it's also a terrible show, but I really enjoyed uh, Hemlock Grove. I knew it, yeah. <laughs> the Netflix original um, because it is it more on the horror side, like the way that they do the werewolf transformation. The first one that they show, this show on the screen is so good. Like it, it really hits that like horrific transformation really well. And it does a couple of unique things with werewolf lore and even they have like vampire like creatures in the upir mm-hmm. they are 
they there are some aspects that are vampire like like they drink blood they uh, are fast and strong i don't know if they i don't remember if they're immortal it's been a while but they bring a bunch of other wild shit into that show that it really goes off the rails but the first season and a little bit of the second season i really did enjoy for like some of the unique things that they did like shout out to that show for being the only werewolf media that i've seen that uses the uh drinking rainwater from a paw print from a werewolf as a way to try to like gain the werewolf curse and be able to transform Mm. that's the only like popular media i've seen it done in and i saw that on the list of like ways to become a werewolf once and i was like what how has no one done that wow they're probably like nah no i I never never it's not cool enough yeah yeah well it's not violent or like scary it's just like like you might get (laughs) you might get sick (laughs) oh oh oh. yeah yeah i was like i was like that's the least likely way that i would become a werewolf it's also like it kind of has to be intentional like you're not accidentally going to be slurping up exactly (laughs) yeah interesting Mm -hmm. um what about you sabrina um i mean like i love most of the shows you mentioned like mm-hmm. watch them love them they are awful they are <laughs> god awful they oh. do not they play they are vampire oh. diaries is not a good show but is it <laughs> wonderful do i adore it did i watch all of it yes that's mm-hmm. how i feel about teen wolf <laughs> teen wolf teen wolf fell off yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Teen yeah teen wolf for a certain some... amount of time was a good show <laughs> i say it first season like at moments. best it has its moments yeah it has its moments at some points Mm -hmm. it was like oh this is good this is good yeah but like as a whole not a good show when was the last time you watched it because i did a rewatch recently and i did not to be fair i have not actually sat down and watched all of it since senior year of high school so it's been six years it's definitely a good time like i was enjoying myself but i did have Mm -hmm. to keep pausing because no that's what i mean like (laughs) yeah that's what i mean like is it great? Do they do good things with these fiction, like these mythical creatures and these like supernatural creatures? Not really. They play really like fast and loose with a lot of the rules. They combine everything, and sometimes that's what I struggle with the most. And I'm just like, you can't do both of these things. Yeah, you cannot have everything. Mm-hmm. You cannot just like. Obviously, they can. Yeah, but um, I'm a little bit more of a purist when it comes to my monsters. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. can we just stick to one storyline? Can we stick to one genre yeah. and not mix everything in? Um, I'm a big fan of when the show actually tells you the history behind mm-hmm. stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, with Buffy, I did enjoy that a lot of the, like, because she wasn't just killing vampires all the time. Yeah. But even when she was, they were, like, looking for their history. Um, I love Nancy Drew, the show Nancy Drew. It's another show that's, like, actually not super great. It's not, like, like amazing, the new The new one, right? Time. Yeah, the new one. Uh-huh, oh, the last okay. season's airing right now. But okay. what I love is that it's always connected to something historical. It is something that happened in Horseshoe Bay. It is something that they are researching. They have a historical community. They are looking up all of these spells. They are doing their research. Obviously, no, you can't just click away at the computer and like, there's the story automatically. But I By love... Life. Yeah, yeah. I love when a show 
or even a movie, if it's based in that, they give you something. They provide mm-hmm. some story, some kind of context behind these creatures. Yeah. So I appreciate it when they do that. Mm-hmm. I think, though, that with most of the media, they just kind of are romanticizing a lot of these monsters who are not actually really good. Yeah, I, I would say that's yeah, that, the glamour of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree with that. Um, I'm going to talk about that when we specifically talk about vampires. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I have a, a, an example as well. Um, I do want to know how have like the uh, media portrayals of these creatures kind of like shaped your perception of these, of these creatures? Like did, because let, well, let's talk about that because of there's there's such a romanticized like glamored idea how did you know like the real origins was it from some media or did you kind of have to deep dive or did you always think vampires glittered in the sun and then you found <laughs> out when you were in college like what what how did how did it make you think of vampires werewolves and all the other things I do think like a part of my experience of reading Dracula now, I what is I am kind of taken aback by is how much like the main character who describes Dracula frequently, like he is not inhuman looking fairly like overtly. Like he's not the Edward Cullen, like handsome man who just happens to drink blood. Mm-hmm. Like or like the very common with the uh, uh, super supernatural creatures especially in supernatural romance normal person weird eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to show their a slight inhumanness like they he like frequently the this character is like he is creepy like he has these blood red lips and like pale skin but like mm-hmm. in a genuine way not like just a white dude who's kind of pale <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah I get you I can't yeah like it's it gets grotesque in the generalized description of him before he's like I think this dude is something (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um I was just gonna say I was gonna I was gonna say what do you think it's Serena (laughs) um so to kind of take us off and like bring something newish but also like one of my favorite and one of the like areas I love to talk about the most Frankenstein mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. I adore Frankenstein it is my favorite classic novel I have ever read mm-hmm. um I reread it often I dream of the day when I can teach it um but I get so mad <laughs> at what they do with Frankenstein like most of the media you'll look at it and like or most of the movies most of the everything Mm-hmm. Frankenstein's monster creature because that's the thing too like the whole conversation of Frankenstein is the man not the monster um true like he's just this big fumbling thing that doesn't really speak like that whole idea of fire fire where did that come from I would love <laughs> to see when they brought up that idea if it was like in one of the original Hollywood films where they brought up this idea that Frankenstein didn't like fire because that's something that pops up occasionally. If you've seen Hotel Transylvania, that's a big part in there. Um, the fact that like Frankenstein, like Frankenstein's bride has come about too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like, I think it's fascinating how they took this creature who 
is the embodiment of um, the question of what happens when humanity goes a little too far, what happens when science goes too far, um, or a man's own ego, because that's what really kicked Victor Frankenstein in the fish. Like, his ass is dead because he was too proud and yeah. he was too full of himself. Like, um, so I love to discuss that because Frankenstein's creature was left alone, was created, and then he taught himself to speak. He taught himself to read. And he wasn't reading like super simple things. Like he was reading philosophical pieces. He was reading these yeah. big giant questions of like humanity. And then like in that story, uh, the story is just beautiful. That novel, the whole novel is beautiful. But we get that whole moment where he is articulating his entire journey from the moment that Frankenstein leaves him. And so you go from that to the mainstream versions mm-hmm. and to people walking like a zombie like he walks like with his arms held out like very choppy very lumbery very like oafish mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm always like how that minimizes I feel like a lot of the whole a lot of the things that the creature is supposed to symbolize get completely ignored with modern renditions of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. creature and also, I mean, like I said, the evolution of the fact that we call that creature Frankenstein when he yeah. was never his name, when he never has a name, he has mm. never gifted a name in the story at all. So I think it's fascinating. That's yeah. one of my favorite ones. That's a good one. I, I, I didn't know about the Frankenstein story until I read it my last year or third to last year of high school. Mm. Yeah. I had a friend, they read it recently, and they read it as, like, the origin of sci-fi kind of story, mm-hmm. and they were like, this isn't sci-fi, and I was like, listen, it's the, it's origin. the origin, so it's not gonna be spaceships and, you know, aliens, no. it's this, uh, specu- be the origin of this speculative idea of, like, what, creating a fiction genre around what if science progressed a little too far and so it like it was an interesting conversation with them because they were kind of disappointed and I was like well what did you expect like it's you know anytime you watch even a movie that's like 10 or 15 years old that is a classic you're like oh they did this thing and everybody does that in movies now so it's not even that impressive but it was the first time it was done Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah people loved it enough to riff it over and over again so yeah that's true um, I do want to move into now, like talking about specific creatures, because I'm I'm gonna go to the popular ones, of course. Mm. Um, as like the episode says, so let's talk about the one that I feel tends to be the one that's most used, um, mm. in all forms <laughs> today. I can think of probably more than the ten fingers I have of vampire adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's books, movies, TV shows, there's so many. There's tv shows alone i could probably name a good five so um out of curiosity what do you think makes vampires so intriguing to people that they continuously want to just adapt them and put them into their stories twilight yeah honestly the (laughs) genuine the reason that it has like a commercial popularity is because of Mm -hmm. twilight because twilight was such a phenomenon like especially for a literary series like it was huge Mm -hmm. like the uh, it was kind of the golden age of like 
fandom in that sense especially because mm-hmm. of how it was coming out and it wasn't like we have now with streaming where like something drops and everybody talks about it for a week and then it's gone yeah. um, like it was a sustained phenomenon and it made so much money that it kind and like supernatural romance in general where it's like just this slightly inhuman love interest and mm. you know it's inhuman enough to be intriguing and foreign and strange and like interesting mm-hmm. but not and even maybe a little bit frightening but also beautiful like I think that that mixture the macabre with the beautiful that yep. usually becomes like the vampire trope in especially in supernatural romance is why it has so much commercial appeal Mm-hmm. these days i i do have a question with that mm-hmm. what about like buffy and angel the things that came before twilight mm-hmm. do you so do you think there was still like that fascination twilight like just spiked it even more which is why we kind of have like this i don't know i feel like it was already there though things just kind of happened to come up with twilight or after um because i think of like vampire diaries that was kind of like in the mist that was four years after twilight came out i just looked at it ah yes but you had the even more original interview with a vampire which i think kind of does predate twilight but has a lot of those similar ideas of the like alluring Mm -hmm. and dangerous vampire i mean i feel like it comes down to this idea that like and is also borrowing some of the stuff from Twilight Jesus um <laughs> they are supposed to be like the ultimate predator right and mm-hmm. what is the ultimate predator something that draws you in mm-hmm. it's Hilarious. also why like I mean for those of you who have heard the like previous episode serial killers mm-hmm. that's why so many serial killers are the charismatic ones they are mm-hmm. the attractive ones like I always come back to this idea Ted Bundy was literally someone went this is the guy you're looking for and they went nah it can't be him because he was so charming and because he was like so like appealing to people Mm -hmm. so I think like vampires have always had that at some point someone cast a beautiful man to be Dracula or to be a vampire and then people Mm -hmm. automatically went yes I like this I like this idea this works really 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 well um and it goes along with that idea I feel like that's a big part is that they're supposed to be also I think it's like this um like oh I don't know if you guys are seeing it but I'm seeing it pop up all over my TikTok and my Twitter but people being like ah is this person actually attractive or is he just like a um a period drama man in a white blown away shirt (laughs) yeah I think that there's always been this romanticism with older pieces and so mm-hmm. like if someone is older if someone has lived through all this time of course they're going to be cultured of yeah. course they're mm-hmm. going to be kind of like a little stiff upper upper with like nose up in the air but I'm also mm-hmm. like it's not for me I'm always like I would love to have the opposite of that because not everyone is cultured in their own time period yeah not everyone is all of these things normally like what if what if it's a vampire who literally was like was hopping from like concert to concert give me the vampire who went to Burning to Woodstock <laughs> and like didn't have great experiences either it was just like high out of their mind if they're yeah. do that yeah or like just like I think that that's a big part is that it's always been this like in that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I do think it's an interesting cultural shift when like vampires became beautiful and alluring because the there is a period of time like vampires as like an actual like outsider monster like you see um yeah. uh Nosferatu that movie is like a horrific anti-semitic stereotype of like this outsider person that is coming into like uh prey on you know uh, the anti-semitic blood libel trope of mm-hmm. like prey on christians and drink their blood which is mm-hmm. like like truly just to cast a Jewish people like he is straight up a Jewish stereotype if you look at the those old mm-hmm. depictions of Nosferatu is like this monstrous figure um as and I am very interested in when that character like when did we go from like the monstrous mm-hmm. other to the alluring yeah outsider in a different sense yeah yeah it is interesting because we did take a jump because like the original ideas are very like gruesome like and bloody and um vampires are scary looking you know you kind of talk about like dracula a bit um Mm -hmm. but uh and then we kind of get like the sparkles yeah (laughs) and like the other things the yassification of vampires (laughs) lol the yassification of vampires you heard it here folks yeah i mean kivana you're kind of our vampire like current vampire like expert i do i do yeah um that's what i was gonna say i have so many i'm I'm not going to talk because I could talk I could have a whole episode on like vampire takes. Um, I'm currently reading a novel about vampires and it's, it's so interesting because their take is different. These vampires mm-hmm. got wings. When did that oh. happen? <laughs> that actually ties into one the of the vampires who turn into bats. Yeah. yeah. So Where I'm assuming that, that ties. Yeah. Like vampires turns into bats. Like vampires have so many different like legends and mm-hmm. you, you can people pick and choose and play off of them like how many times do you really see a vampire who can't see themselves in the mirror like they don't really play off of that anymore as well, much um there there is a, a a big reason behind that is because the earliest mirrors were silverback mirrors so that mm-hmm. was they couldn't see themselves in that because of the silver and the reason that silver is like an anti-monster material in a lot of uh belief a lot of like stories is because it's um antiviral like it's antibacterial or something like that so it became this like monster fighting like material and because it was in um early mirrors and early photographs that's where you get the idea that like vampires don't show up in photographs either Mm -hmm. is because it was processed using silver got it see I you learn something new every day yeah I didn't know that because I was sure about to talk about that um I do want to give a note to the one of the most recent like takes on vampires that I think kind of tries to tie a bit but it kind of mixes the two of like the alluring vampire and the um the scary one uh the invitation the movie that came out Mm. last year yeah year before last year something somewhere like that um and 2022 okay yeah so it starts off with the alluring vampire starts off with the idea of like oh my gosh what's going on she doesn't know they're vampires yet very secretive but everyone's like so like you know um charming and appealing and then Mm -hmm. eventually we get switched to spoiler alert we start to see that these vampires aren't as Mm -hmm. cute looking as we we think they are and they're a bit scary and it turns into a terrifying thing and they got Mm -hmm. sharp nails in there 
coming at you. And I like that idea of like pulling back to that original yes. kind of like um, scary tale. Um, mm-hmm. and I like that they blended it. I, I definitely mm-hmm. do think the invitation is going to end up being like a cult film because like yeah. it's not a super popular film, but the people who have watched it were like, hey, that wasn't bad, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. And I do think it, because you know, if vampires were real, they'd be like, hell yes. Twilight is the best thing that ever happened to vampires. It's like a PR moment. The yassification yep. of vampires really did something for them. Because then you can just like, anytime you kind of have something going with somebody, you can be like, hey, I have a secret to tell you. <laughs> and then you get them. Literally. Uh, and um, so the lamb meets the lion. <laughs> oh, my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Stephanie Meyer. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. The um. Li- but speaking of Twilight, let's move on to werewolves real quick. Ooh. Um, oh man! So just the same as uh, vampires, werewolves have had an intense, um, very variety of their transformations and things as well. Um, mm-hmm. in the same aspect, do you think people get fascinated by vampires as they do as like werewolves? I am interested in the fact that I, and I don't know if. I don't think Twilight was the first to do this, but this idea of like vampires and werewolves as like opposites in the supernatural world or like mm-hmm. natural enemies whenever they're put together, or you frequently see vampire media that happens to have werewolves in it as like a background thing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the vampire diaries who had the worst, most boring werewolves, I think. <laughs> Listen. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I just I, I love them to the core, but I agree. Um, but I think it was because they were just trying to pull in some yeah, werewolves. Yeah. It they they were it was very obvious vampires were the first and witches were the next one. And I even think kind of equally because the witch background was super yeah. good. Like you, the originals had its solid pack. Um, Justice Bonnie. We're gonna yeah. talk. Our, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I like that take, uh, Nicole. Um, out of in regards to like portrayals, we kind of talked about a few, but are there any that we haven't talked about that kind of like catch your eye and make an impact on our ideas of werewolves today, and um, possibly maybe keep close to the legend or stir far away, as most vampire ones do, you know? Oh. Well, I think this is kind of to talk about a legend first is that mm-hmm. a lot of werewolf depictions kind of fall follow sort of that loose loosely in many cases the a lot of like European ideas yeah. of werewolves, like English specifically, um, and French, where they're like monstrous attacking villages and stealing children and like yeah. kind mm-hmm. of like a reg like a wolf might prey on a community. Whereas I have read a few things about um, Scottish and Irish werewolves that are depicted in a quite a different light. Like Scottish werewolves are frequently depicted as loners and like hermits who move from place to place. And like they're humanoid with a wolf's head and like very different from the like attacking violent kind of werewolf mm-hmm. and then you have i am gonna try and say this the irish shape-shifting werewolf the Quayla, pardon my hor- horrific irish if it's not great um mm-hmm. that is 
also a transforming werewolf version, but they're a protector of communities and children as opposed to the French version that a lot of like monster stories derive from, like the loop guru. Mm -hmm. And I think that also got imported to the Americas with a lot of the like European influence of this like monstrous werewolf who preys on like the weak in the flock sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see some some werewolf media that's based on uh, Celtic werewolves more. That would be really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I know that I've heard like whispers. I forgot to do more research on this one, but I've heard whispers and things that like vampirism was always like the outsider, someone who's like off to the side, who's not like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And like, I have heard that like werewolf lycanthropy is often also seen as like, that one's a disease more than anything. That's mm. always how it's portrayed. Mm -hmm. Like most, I feel like a lot of vampire stuff, it's like, it's a whole process to become a vampire. And a lot of it that I've read is it has to be both like giving and receiving kind mm. of thing. But like yeah. a werewolf, going back to what Nicole said is the one I'm most familiar with is like the attacking monstrous one. Mm -hmm. So it is an attack that happens. It is something that you do not want and things like that. So I feel like that is something I've always wanted to look more into, like actually get like genuine like books on it and see like where did that whole idea of it's a werewolf bite or Nicole, you were mentioning like the the one where you have to drink from the paw print that yeah. one is mm -hmm. what would drive a person to want to be a werewolf um yeah I am a little bit more I understand the practicality of stories nowadays having the werewolves who can shift at any time that they want mm -hmm. but I really do personally love when they can only shift on the flu on a on a full mm -hmm. moon I like it um I think it ups the stakes especially if you do have that classic like monster hunt because it's mm -hmm. like who's not here on the full moon where mm -hmm. are you going <laughs> we're only closing on like these few days and things yeah. like that I love it like I love the red riding hood aspect of it I love Ooh, those types of movies that's a good movie too. um the one with Amanda Seyfried I'm a big yeah. fan of that movie. Mm -hmm. Same. but um I don't know I just kind of I feel like werewolves for me have always been more of a I love them but because I love them so much, I don't really want to look into things because then I'm going to get upset when we start messing with things. That's true. So yeah. When you I know. Like, I have my personal preferences for the types of werewolves, mm -hmm. the types of stories I like. But I would like to know, like, where did those stories come from? Yeah. More fun, than anything. I have a fun fact when I found mm -hmm. that I'm going to move on to witches. But um, apparently one of the earlier mentionings was in Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. and um i didn't know apparently zeus turned uh i'm, I'm gonna mess up his remus name. and romulus which one that's roman isn't it uh zeus turned like like lycaon's sons into wo oh. wolves i might i'm yeah. probably saying it wrong it's l-y-c-a-o-n <laughs> that sounds right to me lycaon's sons into werewolves or to wolves specifically so at mm -hmm. first it started no no shape-shifting yet like the original ideas is like they were once a human mm -hmm. turned into a wolf and then um I, I found some more stories there are a lot of them of like um stories you know that people said they saw someone turn to like all the way to 15 16 1700s um yeah well there is even cases of like what they call clinical lycanthropy which is like a delusional 
disorder that people can have where they believe that they are a werewolf or turn into a wolf mm-hmm. it like it in i just looked it up the earliest the first report on clinical lycanthropy was in 1852 so like the like mm-hmm. it's interesting how people like really are fascinated by that and the almost loss of control aspect of it and the transformation yeah it's very interesting mm-hmm. um moving on to the power of witches mm. um same same aspect i'm gonna ask you a question later so i'm gonna hold it okay. uh, as a rapid fire what intrigues you about witches um are there any specific with witchcraft myths or legends that you find particularly captivating that you think also capture the entertainment world as well Mm. well i think kind of like what we've already talked about with vampires and werewolves is the use of the witch as a figure in like history and like historical like storytelling and mythology also is kind of this like outsider crone woman who you don't know what's going on in her house she's a a single woman living out there in the woods alone and often another uh anti-semitic stereotype used a lot of like you know this is an independent woman like we can't trust what she's doing she's got to be doing witchcraft out there or something she's going to eat our children um <laughs> yeah so that aspect of it is very fascinating to me and again kind of like how they those versions of it kind of evolved over time into like the modern idea of a witch yeah mm-hmm. i um i do i would say i'm more acquainted with the ideas of the current time mm-hmm. i don't i wasn't aware of too much of like earlier aspects other than like you know we know the salem witch trials we were taught about mm-hmm. that and things um you think about Grimm's fairy tale sort of that idea of a witch yes mm -hmm. um and so I I was interested to like see how they get adapted I will say I would love to see more like witch focused content Mm -hmm. I think we are a little bit oversaturated in like the vampire world (laughs) um but I'm always a fan of like witch shows and movies and stuff because of course just like with vampires and werewolves every oh my bad every um adaptation is going to have a different take Mm -hmm. and so some of my favorite ones are like witches of east end it got canceled it's okay (laughs) witches of east end um also um i love bonnie as i said i love bonnie um from the vampire (gasps) diaries and i think the vampire diaries does well at like um like having their witch community and i i'm very i get very intrigued by that um and how they pull it and continue it even in the originals um i really like that idea i think that was the first i first adaptation i saw of like witches and having community and things like that outside of like the spoopier things of like halloween town and stuff Mm -hmm. um i don't know i just like the idea of just being able to be like snap finger and you're like spark (laughs) you know (laughs) um but yeah what about you sabrina i there's like so much there is genuinely just so much that goes into it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, a big part of it is that idea of like, what if magic were real? Like you could do these certain things like, oh, mm-hmm. if I could ma- 
if I could magically do my hair every single day, <gasps> oh, yeah. I'd be so excited. Mm. Um, or like just like household chores. I'm also yeah. fascinated by like the different kinds of magic, like the magic that requires studying mm. and like yeah. fully like apprenticeships and things like that versus the magic that's like how home magic or the mm. magic that like a lot of people like like to do. So the idea that like, um, like for some people, like you can do an incantation or like people will make drinks and depending on the way that you turn your drink or you turn your spoon, how many times it's like putting certain energies out into the world. So I think it's just so fascinating how different and how big it is. And I'm a big fantasy girl. I mm-hmm. love it. Um, I just love this idea. Also the kinds of magic where it's just as natural. You use everything in the world and it's natural. And then other magic that drains you, you have to have power conduits. And so I just am fascinated by magic systems, the way that people create all of this. Mm -hmm. Because for me, that's what magic is more than anything else. um, Because that's what I've been reading. That's what I've been exposed to for forever. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot going on with Harry Potter nowadays. It's like tainted in a way. Yeah. Mm. but that was foundational for my like entire reading experience and who Mm -hmm. I was as a reader it's part of the reason why I decided to go into English and I'm doing what I'm doing but um seeing like so magic from there Mm -hmm. loved Hermione was like Mm -hmm. I would love to do this I would read everything Mm-hmm. I would yeah. constantly be reading book after book after book after book if I had magic at my disposal. I think it's just like one of those things. And I think personally, it's the one that's least out of reach for people. Mm-hmm. I think magic is the easiest to believe could be real. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. find little moments of magic and everything. So I think that that's what gives it such a big draw is that he, like we're all like, that one's not super hard to believe that mm-hmm. it could exist. We have so many different myths and like, little tiny things like Santa Claus, the tooth mm-hmm. fairy, little tiny mm-hmm. things that are ingrained um, that are tied to with this idea of a type of magic that I think it's just like, it would be nice to imagine that there, that that's out there and it's much more palatable than other things because yeah. of how real it really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, the, the kind of, I am really intrigued by the like, personal spirituality aspect of it like mm-hmm. that yeah. people use it as I'm putting my intention towards this thing or I'm doing this habit or ritual to like the personal spirituality aspect of it where it's a belief thing like it's not the same as manifesting a pillar of fire yeah. you know mm-hmm. in in your house but it's the li- like the small magic I think is really mm-hmm. um intriguing yeah I, I I agree um okay I'm about to drop some quick rapid fire questions so and it's in connection to everything we've talked about things that okay. I'm curious about so the first ones when you think of like iconic characters so I want you to start thinking there before I give you the question iconic characters that's the person okay ready oh, no. Best witch character, go. I no, you can't oh, just yeah. rapid fire on that. <laughs> you can't just do this to us. Yes. There's mm-hmm. so many to consider. I know. I'm going to go first. You already know mine. I love Barney I was gonna, Bennett. 
Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that's where my thought goes because we were just talking about her and mm-hmm. because she was done so dirty on that show. Like, yeah, she was. Her, her grandma is also an icon, though. I adore her. Um, I mean, the other big one that comes to my mind is in the Harry Potter universe. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you already said Hermione because she's such an icon to like little nerdy girls everywhere. Like, I just want to say, her. y'all are the worst at rapid fire questions. Yeah, we are. Stop it. You know this. <laughs> You set us up to fail. You said witches, and we went no. Listeners, y'all can see the freeze. Yeah, this is to talk about uh, male witches. um, No, just drop, just drop it. Rapid fire. Wyatt from uh, the H. E. Edgman's The Witch King. Okay. Oh, Magnus Bane from the Shadowhunter. Bane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a warlock. Yes, I count it. Yes. Okay, next. Best Merlin. vampire, I, Merlin as well. Yes. Okay, let's go. Best vampire character. Let's that. I love that bitch. She's so evil. Okay, Sabrina. Oh, um, Dracula. Like if I hear vampire, I think Dracula first and foremost. Okay, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. I am going to go. This is me being absolutely ridiculous. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Ah, I hate that I'm gonna say it, but I'm gonna say it. Damon Salvatore. I'm gonna say it. There we go. Um, a best werewolf character. Oh, <sighs> Scott. I'm gonna say it. Listen, not Selma Call. <laughs> Derek Hale. <laughs> also, Ginger from Ginger Snaps. I love her. <laughs> she deserved to go off. I can't choose. You're not gonna Give me drop two. another. What are you thinking of? Or who are you comparing? Well, to? listen, I love me a Scott, like a messy Scott from oh, yeah. Teen Wolf. Like mm-hmm. I really, really, truly do. Yeah, he's just a what fun about... time. Okay. Okay. Her... Yeah. Out out of that now. I just I did the best of the three that we talked about. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be a hard one. Best supernatural creature character. Here just in general. In general, you have options now. No specific person. Now it's a wider pot, though. Oh, like I can pick anything? Mm-hmm. You can pick anything. Oh, a chupacabra. Okay. Oh, <laughs> we didn't talk about those. No, But yeah. I love them. They're yeah. so cool. Next episode. Next episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of, this is a brand of vampire. Well, vampire adjacent, Um, the Filipino Mananangal. It's in that, like, okay. gross vampire. Like, they Ooh. detach... They split in half and detach, and their upper half grows giant wings, and they fly off and they attack people. That's right. gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have these really long tongues to suck blood out of people. Oh, <laughs> all right. Moving on. <laughs> um, if you could be a supernatural creature, what would you be? I knew you were gonna ask this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I. Yeah, that. yeah. Just, we're all going witch. Even though yeah. I like the idea of being a werewolf. I think it'd be no. fun. No, that werewolf I think it'd be a pain in the butt. Yeah. yeah, I would rather I not get hunted. Full, full mode. Um, supernatural world. Pick a supernatural world to be in. Um, I am voting. Uh, I don't want to say it. Let me. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna be in the charmed world. It's more chillax. I was gonna yeah. say Lord of the Rings. I would mm-hmm. love to live in the Shire. Yeah. Oh. Um. Harry Potter kind of scares me. I thought about it though. I think I'd have to go with Aragon because again, I want to ride a dragon. 
Yeah. Okay. Hey. It's not at the level of Game of Thrones. Like, yes, there's mm-hmm. war, but like I could be minding my own business in a small town and be fine. And then yeah. dragons pop yeah. up and I'm like, hello, do I have one? Can I have one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll yeah. be like, yes, you're pure of heart. <laughs> All right. Last question. If so, what supernatural creatures do you think could be real? Like, Mermaids. Okay. Bam. Sirens. Sirens. Like Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We do mm-hmm. not know what is in the ocean, man. Nope. The Kraken. We sure mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yep. That's true. That's a good one. I do tend to jokingly blame Faye whenever uh, something goes missing in my house. So. Oh, no, I absolutely mm. believe that they could be real. Yeah, they're just <laughs> little shits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steal my headphones. Yeah. Avoid fairy circles always. <laughs> yeah, be nice. Yeah. A ghosts also. I oh, think that yeah. of them, I think that mm. it's if we're talking most likely to be real. Yeah. I think that <laughs> hu- that's true. Too. Yeah. Human life leaving an imprint on the world, I think, is quite likely because people mm. do experience, do mm. react to it. Even though I'm more of a skeptic, like yeah, there is some level to it yeah yeah and similar connection though i i do think i do believe in the idea of witches um in the Mm -hmm. sense of um spiritual magic um we we hear the things like voodoo and hoodoo and things like that the little spoop stuff but um i really do think that there um people practice magic that is more connected um in that way um specifically in black culture Mm-hmm. um because i can't speak in other aspects but i really do think that um it exists in some form because of the, the idea that if you know say ghosts exist then who's to say that these other like connections don't too you know mm-hmm. i don't know i think about that but yes i agree i do wonder um i'm going to talk about that in the next episode of like some theories on like sirens and mermaids existing um specifically in jamaica so i'm excited to talk about that yeah um but thank you so much sabrina and nicole Uh, as always this is spoopy episode number two uh next episode we're getting a little bit spooky and then the last episode will get spookier um reminder that this is one of four so if you didn't listen to the first one go back this is the second one um sabrina and nicole will be in all four of them listeners tell us what's your favorite like supernatural creature creature um more specifically even what's your supernatural creature adaptation like what's your favorite go-to is it twilight do you like a little sparkle sparkle little yassification if you do go ahead and tell us in the q a section as always make sure you spread that halloween season fun with friends and family by sharing the podcast follow and like this podcast to get notified when new episodes drop you can follow me at Kayvon on instagram to stay updated as well once again, thank you to my lovely guests, Sabrina and Nicole. Go ahead and follow them. Look at the episode description to stay updated on what they're doing. Get spoopy, get spooky. Have an amazing week. I will see you next week on the Introvert Social Hour. Thanks for joining.